Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Friday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer... G. Hey, Wiley. G. How are you on this glorious Friday? You know, it is Friday, so one can not be unhappy. Yeah, TGIF. You know, it's the weekend. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, you know, a fun divisional uh, weekend coming up in the National Football League. A lot of good games coming up, but we do have to start with sort of the story in Los Angeles and Southern California right now. The Los Angeles Lakers tonight embark on a six-game road trip in Orlando. Uh, We've been talking about this for a while now. Frank Vogel essentially coaching for his job on a game-to-game basis, which is not ideal, obviously, when you're on the road. Um, He will be coaching the game tonight. He is in Orlando with the Lakers, and it seems ridiculous to even say that. But, I mean, this is kind of important because, I mean, there was a thought that uh, he may have lost his job after they got blown out by the Nuggets. Maybe he was going to lose his job after they uh, lost to the Pacers. But he is still the coach of the team, and um, this is another must-win where where when you take a look at where the Lakers are at right now, and here's the other significant thing. We have not heard from Russell Westbrook since he got benched in the final four minutes of that game against the Pacers. So we don't know where his mind's at. We we don't know um, how much a part of this team that he is a part of right now. You know, he could implode this entire thing right now. Listen, th- this is a below 500 team um, as we sit here today. So it's not like he would blow up a, a team that's uh, a championship contender. But if Russell Westbrook does not handle this correctly, this is one of those situations where, you know, um, Things, things could go sideways pretty quickly. Um, but he did have a quote. He did have a quote to ESPN uh, today. And I want to read this to you because, uh, you know, and by the way, it's really good that he addressed this before the game because Frank Vogel, in a weird way, kind of helped himself out because Frank Vogel momentarily was not the headline. Frank Vogel mo- momentarily was not the story people were, were focusing on. It was... How is Russell Westbrook going to handle not finishing out the game? Essentially being benched very publicly. So Russell Westbrook told ESPN uh, today, right before 
the Lakers take on the Orlando Magic today that, uh, listen, he was d- disappointed with his uh, fourth quarter benching in Wednesday's loss to the Indiana Pacers, but that he remains undeterred about how to, quote, figure blank out. You can put your own word there. Figure blank out and do what's best for our team to win in the long run. Uh, this is from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. When Russell was was um, asked if he was surprised that coach Frank Vogel substituted him um, from the final four minutes of their loss. Um, He said, surprised? Yes, I was disappointed. I didn't go back in, but I'm more disappointed that we lost the damn game. And, you know, uh, that's a good place to be at. And I'll wrap this up here. Uh, He also said, I want to be able to be on the floor to help my teammates and be able to help our team win in games like that. But that was a decision that was made. Um, So, G.A., it's good he addressed this before the game. This this was going to be talked about pregame, postgame. So at least he addressed it. He did so very publicly. Um, Your thoughts now that uh, this has been addressed, but... Again, a lot of questions still going into the game tonight. I mean, here's my thing with Russell Westbrook. Like, I guess good on you for saying the quintessential things that you needed to say, um, you know, maybe to help boost team morale or what what have you. But it, it, in the end, you got benched because you haven't had consistency in in playing and helping this team win, right? The whole entire point of having Russell Westbrook there was to help this team win a a championship. That's why you traded the world for him. So, I mean, maybe this will light a fire under him. Maybe this will help him, you know, become the player that we know he can, we can, we know he can be, but he's just not playing that way right now. So maybe this will help. I don't know. I, I hope it does. But yeah, yeah. Right now, I just don't see. I personally just don't see consistency in Russell Westbrook. Take that for what it is. Um, I'm I'm hoping that again, this this changes this changes the output of the game. But it hasn't been helping so far. And I applaud Frank Vogel for benching him for the last four four minutes and trying to switch it up. Yeah, he he really had to. And he said in that moment that I was playing the guys who I thought were going to help us win. And again. You could take that as a shot, but it was what it was. I mean, there's been moments in this season where Russell Westbrook has missed 12 or 14 shots, where he's turned the ball over 12 times. I mean, that that is not going to help you win. A few more comments from Russell Westbrook today. He said, ultimately, you have to be okay when blank doesn't go well, and I'm okay. I've done everything that's been asked of me here, and I'll continue to do so and ride this out as long as we can toward our ultimate goal, and that's to win a championship. We obviously haven't been fully healthy, but I'm committed to making this thing work. The communication is there with everybody in the organization to make this thing work, to make this team. We all want it to be in the future. He also said, I have accepted everything that has been asked of me and trying to do it to the best of my ability. I'm not the ultimate decision maker if it's working or if it's not working. I'm okay with sacrificing some of the things I've been able to do in the game to win because that's the most important part of the game. I've done um, I've done um, everything that I have been asked to do. I, I'm curious if, if this was an actual phone conversation, if it was an in-person interview. I got to be honest, just listening to Russ post-game this season, um, this sounds like this was like 
a statement or something. And I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. But I'm I'm just I mean, this is um this is kind of uh sounding like something that I haven't heard from Russell Westbrook this year. But um listen, no no matter what, they had to address it before the game because this was gonna be a lingering cloud. Hopefully he talks to the media in, in person post game. We'll see how much of what he said today is also carried over when he steps in front of the media with a microphone in hand. Um, but this is important, Jihei, because the West is so bad this year that they still have a chance. As crazy as it is, and we've talked about it time and time again, that, that as, as bad as the Lakers are playing right now, they still have a chance. Again, they, they will be in that play-in tournament. And if you're in that play-in tournament, you've given yourself a chance, a fighting chance, a puncher's chance, if you will, to win, uh, you know, to, to to earn your way into a first-round series. So um, that's why they have to find a way to make this thing work right now. And, and so this is not one of those situations where you say, well, we're not going to do anything, so let's just, you know, cloak you know, close it up, and this is the, the end of the season. As we sit here today, the Lakers are 22-23, and 23, amazingly tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I never thought I'd say that. Um, the Clippers are right behind them at 22-24. and tw- 24. Again, all those teams are in the 7-10 to 10 seed. So, um, gee, they got to figure it out, and it begins tonight against a bad Orlando Magic team. Yeah, I mean, if you can't beat Orlando, I mean, we might have bigger problems yeah. than this. You know what I mean? A team that's eight and thirty-eight. You know, um, we might <laughs> benching Russ might not be the solution if you're not going to beat this kind of this kind of a team. So, yeah, um, yeah let, let's hope. You know, t- it's on today at uh, four o'clock. So let's really hope that uh, the Lakers pull one out, one game at a time. Right now, I think that that's how that's the mentality yeah. that they need to be in. Right. Uh, not looking forward into the other five games. Let's look at this current current game in time and win this one. Exactly. And so we got two games going on at 4 p.m. Uh, today. The Lakers taking on the 8-38 and 38 Orlando Magic in uh, Florida. The Clippers taking on the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. Former coach Doc Rivers. Um, so that the, both of those games will take place at 4 we got the Ducks playing uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight at 7 p.m. Um, but, gee, this is sort of a big uh, weekend in the National Football League. This is sort of one of my favorite weekends in terms of having games on Saturday and Sunday, the last weekend that happens. Of course, next weekend, next Sunday is Conference Championship Sunday, and then moving on to the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. But on Saturday we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. That, that kicks off at 1.30 Pacific time. And then the big one, the San Francisco 49ers at Green Bay, 5.15 p.m. kick. And then Sunday, G the big one uh, here in Los Angeles. In terms of the fans in Los Angeles, the game will be in Tampa Bay. The Los Angeles Rams taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. And then the B- Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. 3.30 p.m. kickoff on CBS. So, yeah, let's go over these matchups or in terms of who you're picking in these games. Um, let's start with Cincinnati at Tennessee. This one's an interesting one for me. Again, three former Rams assistant coaches are, are going to be coaching this weekend, beginning with Zach Taylor, who's the head coach at Cincinnati. I think Joe Joe Burrow has really you know, turned around things for a franchise that had not won a playoff game 
since 1991. I mean, that, that, that was my favorite stat during, during last weekend was that the last time the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game, uh, text, you, you could not text message. Text messages did not exist. But now uh, they uh, beat the Raiders. And so Tennessee is the, the, the one seed. Um, they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, GA. Who do you got in the Cincinnati-Tennessee game? Well, you know, there are rumors of uh, Derrick Henry coming back. Yeah. So if that actually happens, I mean, you got to take the Titans, right? Because yeah. that that running game alone has just helped them immensely. Granted, there are some stats that say that, you know, they've done a very good job without him being there, which obviously they have because they won their um, they won their bye week and everything. So, uh, I mean, momentum is and a momentum is a huge key as well, right? Um, we can always look at Cincinnati and what they've done with that program and what they've done with that organization and um, how far they've come. I, I mean, what what did you say the line was again, Arash? So uh, right now, Tennessee is three and a half. G. Hey, they began uh, two and a half. That line moved up one point. So as we sit here today on a Friday, Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite. I know you like that hook sometimes. I don't know how you feel about that here. I do like that hook, and I only will take. I will take Tennessee only because of that home field advantage. Yeah, and it's going to be a little rough, I think, on Cincinnati to um, be playing away. So I'll, yeah. I'll take the hook. I'll take that. I'll take Tennessee to cover. You know the the most unique matchup in terms of I think on the field this is going to be a fantastic game, but also on the lines. San Francisco and Green Bay, there's a lot of smart uh, you know, people out there who are wondering, is Jimmy G going to start at quarterback for San Francisco? The line opened up at four and a half right now. It moved up to six and a half, back down to five and a half at some book. So there's a lot, a, a, lot, a lot of movement, not as much movement as you would think when you're talking about a starting quarterback will play or will not play, but... Um, this is an interesting one for me because normally speaking, a six seed going up against a one seed, a California team going up against a team in Green Bay, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. The San Francisco team, though, is a different beast. I mean, the way that they control the line of scrimmage, the way that they uh, uh, played, I mean, the, the way that they took it to, to, to the Cowboys in the first half of that game, um, again, it, it was a close game at the end, but just domination at the line of scrimmage. I like Green Bay here. Would not be shocked, though. I mean, for the line to be where it's at right now, if you're going to give it to me at four and a half, five and a half, I'm going to take Green Bay here. You that it's probably looking like Green Bay just because who wants to play in the frozen tundra, right? It's uh, it's going to be a rough one. However, I would probably just take the money line when it comes to Green Bay. Um, just because San Francisco has had their number in the past few years. So um, I think this is a hump that Aaron Rodgers is going to get over. I just don't think he's going to get over um, it by the uh, the spread, which what you said was like four and a half, five and a half. Yeah, I mean, it it keeps going up. I think the line right now is at six. But um, yeah, I mean, so they, they effectively have the Packers by a touchdown. Yeah, no. So, I mean... I, I don't know that line. I normally love the hook, but that line is just kind of scary for me as far as I think that their Vegas is giving them a little too much. I think maybe some money went down on green Bay or maybe money went down on San Francisco. I just, I don't like that line. So I'm just going to stick with the money line. Um, I think it's at minus two forty. 
Yeah, you know, and I, again, this a lot of this is dictated by the availability of Jimmy Garoppolo. Will he play? Will he not play? Uh, a lot of fluctuation going from four and a half, five and a half to six and a half. So we'll see um, who actually starts at quarterback for the 49ers. I just think they're a very physical team. Would not be shocked if they won this game. Again, I am picking the Packers, but just, just the physicality of that San Francisco team Really impressive. Really impressed, by the way, that they beat the Cowboys last weekend. All right. Uh, next up, big game, obviously, for all the fans here in Los Angeles. Rams, Tampa Bay. This game is a, a noon kickoff locally in Los Angeles, 3 p.m. back in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, that line's a, about uh, three right now. So, you know, effectively, it's almost a pick because uh, the home team generally gets three points. So uh, Tampa Bay's favored by three. I just like the the Rams to win. I don't think it was a fluke that they beat them in week three. I don't think it was a fluke that they beat them last season. They did so because of their defense. They did so because of the pressure that they put on Tom Brady right up the middle with Leonard Floyd and Darren Donald and now Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey. Again, a lot of the focus from the Rams win last week against the Cardinals was on Matthew Stafford and the offense, and they had a 28-0 lead. For me, it was the defense. What they did to contain Kyler Murray, they held them to less than 200 yards of total yards. So I I think defensively, if the Rams can find a way to play defense the way that they did against Tampa Bay this season and last season, I like them to win their third straight game against Tampa Bay and move on to the championship game. Yeah, you were talking about the defense, Arash, and you're so spot on. The um, As far as the D is concerned, if they can play like they played last week, psh, sky's the limit for this Rams team, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. You know I love me some Cooper Cup, but I think that that defense just showed you how phenomenal that they could possibly be. So I I think with that being said, I think, again, if the Rams are still the Rams from last week, as far as their defense is concerned, go back, look at films, look what, look at what you did positive um, and what you have to continue to do uh, to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. I, I think that they're going to, they'll probably win by like, I want to say 10. I want to say 10, but I'm realistically thinking a touchdown. That'd be great. Yeah. Listen, I'll I'll take a win. I'll take a win by one point. I'll take a win by ten points or seven. It doesn't matter. In um in the playoffs, you just find a way to win and advance. You know, I I'm I'm pulling for. I've never done this because I'm not a 49ers fan, but hoping that the championship game will be at SoFi Stadium. So pulling for the 49ers to pull the upset. Obviously, uh, picking the Rams to beat Tampa Bay. We're gonna close it out. On the divisional round of the playoffs on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this one opened up at uh, two and a half. It's now down to one and a half. Another essentially pick em situation. Um, listen, I'm going to stick with my preseason prediction. I, uh, you know, I predicted the Packers and the Chiefs to have a rematch of the very first Super Bowl, which took place in Los Angeles at the Coliseum, which was the Packers and the Chiefs. Um, But I love the Bills. I love the Bills. I love the way that they've played for the majority of this season. I love the way that they blew out uh, the Patriots a week ago. Um, 
would not be shocked at all if that team went into Kansas City and won that game. But uh, in a pick'em situation, in a coin flip situation, I'm going to go with the home team, and I'm going to go with the uh, the uh, preseason prediction that I made of the uh, Chiefs and Packers. Again, I'm, I hope I'm wrong in terms of the Packers. Obviously, I want the Rams to find a way to get into the Super Bowl at at, at SoFi. But, Jihei, effectively pick him situation, Chiefs favored by one and a half on Sunday. I mean, you still got to go with the Chiefs. I think a lot of money probably went down to make this go from two and a half to one and a half. But I'm still picking yeah. Kansas City because they're playing in Kansas City, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a home game. It's rough to play there, just like it's rough to play in the frozen tundra. I know Buffalo is used to the weather, all that good stuff. But this is still – those fans – are loyal. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not Bills Mafia, but they're still relatively loyal. And I think Kansas City is going to have the ultimate home field advantage uh, when they play against Buffalo. So, you know, I am sticking with Kansas City as well, Arash. I think that they, um, yeah, they, they, they have just so many weapons. They just, they, I don't think that they're beatable. I just don't, yeah. I, uh, especially when it comes um, against Buffalo. All right, that's our picks for the divisional round of the National Football League going into Conference Championship Sunday next weekend. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the big UFC 270 pay-per-view happening at the Honda Center. This is one of the biggest cards of the year, and it's happening right here in Southern California. We're going to be talking about that when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Again, big UFC pay-per-view happening Saturday night at the Honda Center in Anaheim. I think this is the first pay-per-view that they've had there in two and a half years since the pandemic. Big pay-per-view, big headline UFC heavyweight championship fight coming up. Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan for the undisputed heavyweight championship. Uh, it, it's going to be a fantastic card happening at, at the Honda Center Saturday night. Um, and we are going to hear a little bit from the press conference right now that they had there. Uh, let's now go to UFC president Dana White, who is the MC of the press conference. What's up, California? How are you guys today? It's been a while. We're happy to be back. Thanks for coming out today. Uh, Oscar, where are you at? I'm at the back here. At the back here, guys. Question yep. for Francis. Francis, you've been out of the cage for a while now. There's been a lot of negotiations going on. How exciting is it to be back in front of these fans and ready to fight on Saturday night? Man, I'm very excited basically because this is my first event since the uh, fan beats been back in the arena. So I'm going to fight uh, in front of the crowd and uh, just see the crowd right uh, here right now get me very excited. Let's go! 
Francis, there's been a lot of talk in this lead up, but now that Cyril is sitting next to you, can you say there is no bad blood and no personal issue between you, or have things got personal? As, I, as I've been saying all week, there is no bad blood between Cyril and I. I have no personal problem with him at all. But still, we still have to fight Saturday night, and we're going to be there, put on the show. Cyril, do you feel the same way about Francis, or is maybe some of the things he's saying in the lead-up getting to you? Yeah, 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 that's a little bit true. We are together, we're really excited about this fight, and this is a big chance for our country. I know you're from Cameroon, but it started in France, the same country than mine. So this is a real pleasure to represent our country. Now, that being said, Francis did say this week that he knocked you out in sparring, and then you went and said that didn't happen. So what, who's telling the truth? Can you repeat this, Francis? You, you went to the floor, Cyril. And then you leave the training. So, so, so can you explain exactly what's, what's happening? Oh, you don't remember? Tell, tell, tell to the people. Well, left, left high kick. Left high kick, and you yeah. say I'm not, you knocked me down? You went on the floor or not? I was on the floor. Oh, you don't remember. Oh. You're a liar. So, so, he, so. He, was, he was knocked out, probably, because he doesn't remember. No, this is not the truth. Honestly, you know me already. With Francis, we did some sparring, and it was a really great sparring from Francis. And it is a beautiful left kick. And the problem with Francis is just, he don't like to, to spar technical sparring. You like to make power, and I told you a little bit a few times before. So you, you give me the left kick. You hurt me. You see, I'm honest with you. You hurt me. You hurt me. But you don't knock me down. This is not a knockdown. You didn't went down on the leg high, left high kick, Siri. Let's be honest. And you say I spar, I don't spar technical sparring. I spar with 155er. I spar with girls. And they don't complain. I mean, obviously it was a good sparring. He's not lying about that. But you went down on that. I mean, okay, I'm so sorry I, about I, that. I, 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 res I respect you, and I know, like, out of everybody not, here, you are the honest not. one, and I know you could have been real about that. You respect me? I do respect you, brother. You don't respect me, front of the people. You're lying. You I'm, I'm lying. I'm sleeping after you left kick? Seriously. Connect me on the eyes. Okay. Honestly. I, I, don't, I don't have the tape, so I can prove that. But the, that is, is somewhere on the okay, day. Okay, you don't prove that. Okay. I'm so sorry, we can sorry, talk about that a long time. Cyril, uh, if Francis is lying, why would you say he's lying? Because it's, it's not the truth. He hurt me. I told you, he did a beautiful left kick with too much power. But it really don't knock me down. Exactly what, 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 what's happened is he hurt me. I was really surprised about the power. Because I told him a few times before, so I said, no worries, I want to jump again in. And the coach said, no, 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 guys, stop it, stop it. You're going to do something wrong. So that's why we stop it. This is the truth. Did you, spot, do you stop sparring that day? Did you continue sparring? The question? Did you continue sparring that day? You didn't continue because the coach didn't want that because I was a little bit disappointed about Did you walk out of the training? 
go to the uh, go grab your bag and leave the gym that day. So. I don't know this one. Either, either way, but either way, that doesn't really matter because that was accidental. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to hurt him with a kick. It happened, but. And the only reason why you were here talking about that is the footage that you guys released then forced me to talk about it. I never talk about it because it was an accident. I didn't mean to hurt you. We were training and was helping each other. So once again, I respect you. And then uh, I'm not lying. Sure. And Saturday, we're just going to fight. Right? All right. All right, Francis. Big brother. Last one for me for Dana. Dana, how much does this whole story add to the fight on Saturday? Well, I mean, listen, this whole story is a great story. But the most important thing, no matter who hit who, who did what, who doesn't like who, on Saturday night, the two biggest, baddest heavyweights in the world are going to fight, and all the questions will be answered. That's all that matters. Schmo, what do you got? Question for Brandon Moreno, the champion. It's not a common scenario where you get your first title defense against an opponent that you've already faced two times prior to. Do you have extra confidence going into this fight a third time rather than fighting a fresh face? Let's go! Guys, man, so... Uh, what can I say, man? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy how they the life can go in the future, right? So when UFT uh, tell me about my next opponent, you know, I was thinking about maybe uh, Pantoja, maybe Askar Askarov. Uh, Figueredo was saying I was like scared to give him the rematch. And in my mind, in my mind was like, man, relax. No, it's not that personal. Uh, but man, UFT say uh, Figueredo again, trilogy, and I say, let's go, and that's it. Your flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno, he was cut from the UFC before coming back and becoming the champion. Can you foresee a situation where you have a guy that's cut, comes back, and becomes the champion of the UFC again, like this man right here? Uh, we need to talk about it. What's that? We need to talk about that. I'm so sad. No, no it's an incredible story. This kid's got, got heart, determination. He always <laughs> believed in himself. He knew he was going to be a world champion someday, and now he's sitting up here with the belt in front of him. <laughs> and defending his title on Saturday night. It's an awesome story. <laughs> I will. And, and final, final question for champion Francis Ngannou. Prior to the bar back and forth with Cyril, was going to ask you, would you have more satisfaction getting your hand raised Saturday night, beating your former coach in Fernand Lopez, or your opponent in Cyril Ngann? On Saturday night, I'm fighting Cyril Ngann. That's the only opening that I have in mind, and that's I'm going to be facing. Thank you. You're welcome. Francis, uh, one for you. Coming into this fight, there seems to be a lot of questions about your focus and where it is, whether it's boxing or the contract. Do you think this is unfair that people are kind of speculating where your mind is at going into this fight? Fair or unfair, yeah, we are, and we're going to have to do what we are doing. You know, I didn't, I didn't call this. I didn't make this happen, so I have to deal with it. That's my job. And for Dana, uh, in the co-main event here, we have Figueredo Moreno fighting for the third time in 406 days. This has never happened before, three straight fights against each other. Um, can you just put into context kind of what this means and how unique this is? 
Yeah, it's very unique. You know, the, the, the fight between these two ha has been incredible, and, and people are excited for this one again. Obviously, I've been saying he's in phenomenal shape already and looks great, and, you know, obviously he took this fight very serious. He's an absolute dog and with a warrior's heart, and it's going to be a fun third fight. And I know we have to wait to see how it plays out, but can you envision a scenario where we get a fourth fight, which has never happened before? I have no idea. I have no idea. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I've got a couple of questions. I'll start with Brandon. Um, Brandon, Michael Bisping said it best. You are the most happy man within fight week. Maybe. And honestly, your energy is intoxicating, even from a distance. And it makes me think, like, man, like, how do you switch? Like, how do you switch from being this humble, lovely, jovial man who seemingly <laughs> wouldn't even hurt a fly into a straight killer? Man, like, what's the process? You know, um, wow, man, it's a, it's a nice question. Until right now, to be honest with you, I don't know, man, you know? So it's funny because my team is right there and they can see, let's go. And actually, they, I mean, they can watch all the process of my mind, right? But I can't describe that moment. So, man, Brandon Moreno is the nicest people ever, you know, the humble and everything. But El Bebe Asesino, that guy is a awesome, man. That cry guy. Baby. So, yeah, it's two persons. Brandon Thank Moreno, you. cry baby. Uh, and for Francis, uh, real quick. I know obviously you're focused on Cyril Gunn. Uh, there's a guy, John Jones, who's coming up to heavyweight. Have you thought about this fight at all? Have you thought about that super fight with John Jones if you win? No, I'm, I'm done with that fight. I, I, I've been waiting, waiting that fight for so long. After Stipe, he's supposed to beat John Jones, and uh, that never happened. I don't know why, so I'll move on. Fair enough. Last one for Dana. You got a sold-out crowd on Saturday, a big crowd here. Fighters from Mexico, Cameroon, France, and Brazil. Not, even, not, not an American-born fighter on the dais and the crowd like this. How cool is this for the UFC? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I say it all the time. We're, we're, we're very international business now. I, I think there's only three American champions in the UFC right now. So, yeah, no, it's awesome. It's incredible. It's what we always dreamed of. Thank you. Francis, right here. Francis, you've had so many amazing knockouts in your career. What would it mean to you to add one more, especially to defend your title and against a former teammate? Rectification is not a former teammate. Okay. But he, he will be great to train with, to uh, have one more knockout on my record. And basically, if it's a very spectacular one, then you can find that on the NFT, on Double Up. <laughs> so, uh, just sorry, sorry, my man. I was not your former teammate. How, how long we trained together, Siri? No, okay, all right. We don't talk about the longer, but we spar together because we're from exactly the same team. How same long team. we trained together? I was, I was based in the U.S. already. No, was we right? was not a friend. That's true. But you was a former teammate. How long we trained together? You did maybe two camp or three maybe. Two camp? Remember very well, January 2019, when you have to fight in Canada, and I was coming from Cameroon, going to Phoenix to fight Ken Velasquez. We trained about three months. We have about six sessions of uh, training. And I wasn't in the gym anymore. I was here in Vegas. 
I was just coming there. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you, that, that, that's right. But for me, when you train at the same gym with the guy. Okay. Okay, so we have to redefine the meaning of teammate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cyril, I have a question for you as well. Cyril, at the end of the day, your coach worked for a long time with Francis Ngannou. Is that the secret weapon in this fight? Yeah, this is put something a little bit special for this fight because we, we was born exactly with the same coach. So that's why I'm really happy and really proud uh, of this fight. And, uh, and uh, I can't wait, I can't wait. It's going to be a little bit hard for my coach because even all the story you, you can hear this last time, um, he was a real friend before that. He was a real friend before that. So it's going to be hard for my coach, trust me. Final question for Brandon Moreno. Brandon, you know that the, the Mexican people are here and they are ready to see a war on Saturday. Is that what you're going to give them? Amen. Let's go! <laughs> man, I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. This, this, I think it's a little taste on what uh, can happen next Saturday. Um, uh, and that's it, man. You know, I'm feel all the love right now. I feel all the uh, positive energy. And right now is the most important thing for me, like feeling really good for, next, for, for this Saturday. For Davison and for Brandon, after the fight, will there be respect? Will we shake hands and will the rivalry be over? Para você, Davidson, e também para o pro, pro, pro Brandon. Depois da luta, haverá respeito entre vocês? Você vai é, dar um aperto de mão para ele? Continue o respeito? Vou dar um cinturão de Lego para ele depois da luta. E vou lá dentro do México dar porrada nele, porque eu sou mais mexicano que esse cara. I'm gonna give him a Lego-made belt, and oh, so, uh, man, I'm, I, gonna go, I'm gonna go to Mexico and beat him up over there as well. And I saw the last one, and it's so freaking ugly, man. I don't need the Lego uh, Lego belt from you. Thank you so much. But go ahead, sir. What do you? Man, no, no, no. But man, you know, I have too much respect for this. Uh, it's, it's weird it's because right now it's the animosity is a little bit hard right now. But I have uh, respect for this guy. Man. It's about, it's about na, it's right burrito, now. Porra. I mean, anybody yeah. cares about what he's saying right now, but, you know. Mexico has great food. It's never yeah. personal for me, man. Never personal for, for me. Por isso vou passar. If he wants to change hands after the fight, yeah. I'm Depois open to that. I'm open to that. If I trade him, you trade him with a smile. You're a traitor to Harrison. You trade you, you trade. Vou te de porrada sábado, você vai ver o que vai acontecer com você. And I'm gonna beat your ass on man, Saturday and see it up. Man, I don't have nothing more to say, man. I don't have nothing more to say. Go ahead, sir. Francis, Francis, ici. Voilà. Deux questions en, en français, s'il te plaît. Two questions in uh, French. Au regard de ce que la France t'a apporté, puis c'est vrai qu'au début de, de votre carrière, vous aviez souvent, dans, lors de vos entrées, le drapeau camerounais et le drapeau français. Euh, habitude que vous avez perdue par la suite, mais ma question c'était tout simplement de savoir, au regard de tout ce que la France vous a apporté au début de votre carrière dans le MMA, est-ce qu'on peut dire que samedi c'est un peu un combat franco-français pour ce championnat du monde Moi je te retournerai la question parce que... Go, go ahead, sir. Regarding what France brought to you, at the time you had the Cameroonian flag as the French flag, 
Will it be a fight between our friends and friends? Je te retournerai la question parce que euh, selon certains de vos articles, j'ai été j'ai été présenté comme Camerounais. Ah, oui, Et oui. récemment, j'ai pas je porte pas régulièrement de drapeau, donc je ne sais pas. Euh, je, je, je ne sais pas si à un moment j'ai vous avez eu l'impression que j'ai délaissé ça, mais je ne porte pas de drapeau. Et je suis je suis pas contre reconnaissant pour euh, ce que le, la France m'a. Euh, apporté euh, dans ma carrière en tant que combattant sudou et bon ça me dit je combattrai en tant que français ou camerounais c'est ça la question I am I'm returning the question to you uh, I don't carry a flag I am grateful for what France brought to me Et de dernière question euh, ce combat c'est quelque chose d'étrange certainement de se dire qu'il y aura dans le coin de votre adversaire celui qui, entre guillemets, vous a tout appris. Il est juste au premier rang, euh, Fernand Lopez. C'est compliqué de se dire que face à soi, on a un combattant, Cyril Gann, très fort, et aussi un entraîneur qui vous connaît des pieds à la tête. Non, uh, pas du pied, pas du... Uh, in the, is it In the corner of your uh, opponent, there will be a coach, the one who trained you. Is that strange? Non, ce serait pas du tout compliqué déjà euh, parce qu'il ne me connaît pas du pied à la tête. La preuve, on se séparait, je n'étais pas champion du monde. J'ai perdu le championnat du monde et je suis revenu ici. Aujourd'hui, je suis champion du monde. Donc, il y a une grosse différence entre le Francis de ce jour et le Francis d'aujourd'hui. It won't be too complicated because he doesn't know me from head to toe. Uh, I lost the championship. It won't be the same Francis. All right, that was the uh, big UFC 270 press conference that they had. Again, the uh, it all comes, goes down Saturday night at the Honda Center, one of the biggest UFC pay-per-views of the year. And again, happy... Uh, Really happy that they're back here at the Honda Center, uh, first time in two and a half years. Uh, they, they have not had a card here since the pandemic. The majority of the fights took place in Las Vegas or, uh, you know, not in the United States. So happy to have this big UFC 270 pay-per-view in, in Southern California. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. For the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Worrying faces, shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. 
Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.